Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of talking to people that were really important to both Steve Hall and the Mustang Owners Museum, we now have calling in live from California. Nobody knows Steve Hall better and when it comes to the museum than this guy, and nobody who's in the Mustang hobby should not know who Ron Bramlett is. Um, if you knew about Mustang Plus, um, all the racing stuff he did, his work with the MCA as treasurer, I mean, he's a Lee Iacocca award winner like Mike and I, and uh, with the, all the work he did with Team Mustang and uh, the 50th and uh, all the all the work he put together in his body of work with the Mustangs and and inventing resto mods and making things happen in the hobby. Ron Bramlett, thank you so much for taking time out tonight and talking a little bit about the Mustang Owners Museum and Steve Hall. Well, thank you very much for having me. You know, Ron, a lot of people don't know uh, the genesis behind the Mustang Owners Museum. You know, some of us were on the inside and, you know, I, I remember going to a meeting and I think Mike might, might have known about it when uh, Steve and I had first approached Ford about doing something, you know, we were always saying around the 50th, couldn't Ford do something at the 50th? And and that's when I first heard the words, the National Mustang Museum. And I went to meetings at Ford and they said, well, we're going to have to contact Steve. And because if Ford ever does a museum, that's what we were going to talk about. And I thought, who who's going to make that phone call? But uh, I later found out that, um, you know, Steve revisited the idea and he came to you and, the idea of the Mustang Owners Museum is pretty much one of those Ron Bramlett things. Yeah, we, well, we didn't, if Ford was going to be involved, we wanted Ford to be involved, you know, just as much as they wanted to, because the important thing was to have the museum for the Mustang. It wasn't so much as, as whether we did it or not, but somebody needed to do, to do it. It had been out there for so many years and people had talked about it and picked it up. And, and you know, Steve just, he wasn't a talker, he was a doer. And when when we got um, started on, this, on the 50th, we had hoped that we could splinter that off and and have the uh, the museum be an ongoing part of that. And I know we talked to you about that, you know, John, uh, you know, during that time, and you were all for it. You know, you were yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's see what we can all do. And yeah. Yeah. when Ford came back and said, you know, if if we're ever going to do anything. And they had talked about putting it in, you know, somewhere there uh, in Detroit. And to be honest with you, we just didn't see a lot of the people traveling to make it a uh, that much of a destination to Detroit and to a lot of these other places. But, you know, going to Concord, North Carolina and the and the racing world that was there and and you know the uh the raceway and everything it just it just really seemed to make sense to well, uh, it was more than that there. ron i think and now uh back in the day let's go all the way back um to when ford wasn't interested in doing a museum and so was the mustang club of america i think were you with the mca back then during that first museum push no i wasn't that um 
you're gonna have to refresh me on the memory. I remember buying the decals and yeah, buying the decals and yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I was at Auto Week at the time, and uh, I had befriended John Coletti. I was at the SN95 launch, and uh, he said, uh, "Hey, we want to get in uh, with the Mustang Club of America. We want to do a museum, and we're uh, Ford's going to raise some money. They're going to raise some money, and." Uh, and uh, let's sell these decals, and everybody and their brother wanted a museum. Let's face it, we've been wanting a museum. Hey, when you were running Mustang Plus, and you know, after the second gen Mustangs came out, and and the Mustang Club of America had to face the music. Do we want to? Hell, they didn't even have the big horse cars in the club back then. And then, do we want to expand the club beyond just the early early first gen Mustangs? Those cars themselves all deserve to be in some sort of museum. People were interested back then, but when the Ford got interested in the 90s and wanted to build something. The money was put together. Uh, a lot of money and time and effort was spent trying to find a place. As you say, a lot of people didn't see Detroit as a destination city, even though it is the Motor City. It's not until the Motor City National Heritage Area got involved and started making places in this town for car people. And people who come to Woodward get to experience that now. But you're right. We, I know the MCA looked all over the place. I know Kevin Marty was involved. I think hard hide so many people put their time and energy and then ron they ran out of money they ran out of spirit they ran out of effort and there wasn't that one doer who you know drew the line and said said damn it we're gonna do it and it failed it it went down the toilet and it left a bad taste in the mouth of people you know in the by the time the mid 90s or late 90s nobody wanted no but the museum was a bad word and somehow that didn't discourage real enthusiasts and i know I think you in the back of your mind always wanted one because Steve told me you were one of the earliest supporters when he was floating the idea after the 50th. The thing that I remember about the, the original idea for the museum was I had always thought and, and, and Steve to a very large degree too, that it need to start it needed to start out uh small and grow it didn't need an amphitheater and spending millions and millions of dollars you know unless ford was just going to come in and 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 put the money into it and that just wasn't gonna you know gonna happen at that time yep uh you, um, yep that's, we that's we would have loved to have seen something happen then but it it um you know it, it just didn't it just didn't gel you know and and i i i remember them calling me and and because i was running mustangs plus and you know we we spent um you know money to you know to uh to see it go there and i i can't remember i can't remember how much i want to say it was five thousand dollars or something that they were you know that they were asking you know businesses for mm -hmm. and uh my brother was in charge of the of the money at that time and i honestly can't remember whether we put that much up but we did what we could yeah i think it was sad when you i found you know you guys were involved and all the right people i think it's just that without with so many uh players and, and no real champion um it, it didn't really it didn't take off and 
that failure lasted oh, eight, 10 years and people are still talking about it. And then came after the Ford Special Vehicle Team came in, uh, into being, you know, Coletti was running SVT. Right. And he was leaning on the ears of the Etzel Fords and the Bill Fords and why we need this. SN95 kind of re-energized the Mustang world again. And um, that really got people talking. I know uh, the Ford Fund and uh, Jim Graham, who was um, uh, working for Etzel at the time, they, they were talking about, well, let's do something. And and then, Mike, didn't you, weren't you involved with, uh, I know after uh, SVT went away and um, at Ford Racing, I know Mickey Mattis and uh, Jamie Allison wanted to do something. And they were the first ones that talked about possibly doing something in Charlotte at the Motor Speedway or maybe something you remember, Miller Motorsports Park. And I was against that because that's, you want to talk about not a destination, that's out in the middle of nowhere. And Mike, weren't you involved with maybe when Jim Owens or Steve Denby got involved with trying to come up with ideas of where could we have a, a museum or experience center? Yeah, and then the rumors were around that uh, the Hall of Fame was going to be up for sale um, and uh, the Automotive Hall of Fame in Dearborn, uh, to clarify. But um, that would be a great location, um, literally right across the street from the, the Product Development Center. So it would be a great uh, location, Ford-wise, you know, to celebrate their most iconic car. So, yeah, I remember those talks were there, and they kind of just faded away over time. Well, yeah, and what's happened, Ron, is just like you were talking about, Steve, um, people came and went in positions of power. And when uh, I know uh, Jamon's, you know, tried to get, well, how about this, Ford? How about we put a checkbox when you order your Mustang and you want to say, I'll check this box, you know, 150 or $200 for a factory delivery like they do with Corvettes from the – the factory over to the museum and we could have a heritage center. They come over, they see some old cars, you get a jacket, you get to meet the engineer, have baby pictures taken in your car. And, and we all loved it. And Ford division didn't believe there would be a high enough percentage of people willing to pay a couple hundred bucks to have factory delivery uh, to, to pay for the program. And they, they kiboshed it. So we didn't have that person that you got to talk to Ron, which was Steve Hall just, said man well someone's gonna have to do it and so how can you shed any light how in the heck did he do it talking about this made me just think of something and i still have the original voicemail on my phone where he called me december 31st of 15 and said i know where we can put the museum and that was in concord there because uh donna and and the rest of the people they wanted it there you know they they had they had told us that let them know what they could do and they would make it happen and um that was the time that that actually you know started to take off and then in 16 was when they actually broke some ground to put a place in and it just started kind of growing from there um so it it's it's something where you know you really had had to put a lot of thought into it to make it happen it it wasn't just something that oh let's start a museum and boom it was it it was going to happen um <laughs> That's for and, sure. And Steve oh was the kind of guy that that um 
you know, I always said if I'd have had him for my business partner in the, you know, in, in Mustangs Plus, I I don't know how far we could have gone, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a dog on a bone. And I remember him first contacting me, getting all excited about being able to find a piece of property and get an investor in a building and and uh, what could we do. And, you know, we uh, just on the communication side, uh, that's the only angle I work at Ford Performance on just the website and being the connection with uh, the liaison with the clubs. But uh, Mike and everybody I talked to here locally all thought, oh, man, what a great idea. Do you think he can pull it off? And by God, you know, he did. And, and you know, I got Gail Halderman to come down there to the launch. Uh, what a champion uh, he was of that idea. Back Steve all the way and guys like Art Hyde and all the designers that I tried to hook him up with and Ron. And then when it uh, had to move, um, it came crashing down on Steve again. A lot of people thought, well, heck, it's not worth it. And he was going to quit it. But then he just relocated and the the spirit of Steve Hall to keep this museum thing going, I don't think I've ever experienced that in another business. As I said, you know, he was an incredible, uh, you know, persona in that way. He he put his mind to it. You know, it was it was going to happen. And you know, we've we've actually lost, you know, just just a a very skillful and a very important part of our Mustang hobby, uh, even though, you know, he he wasn't so much into showing the cars and doing the 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 things along those those veins. He was more of let's do what we can to preserve the car, preserve the the going forth with it and everything. And and I know that that's that that's the thing that kept him, you know, going was just uh, you know making sure that that the that that the car was was looked well after. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, Ron, it needed that. And Mike, you were the one that said you really liked the idea of owners and the fact that he made that unlike a museum, which is, you know, you walk through, you give me your ticket, you go up and down the roads, you take some pictures and you buy a t-shirt and go home. Uh, it was about the experience there. Uh, and, you know, having clubs. I remember Mike, we did a Southeast club summit right out of the, uh, conference room there at the mustang owners museum through steve's work with the local clubs and anybody that knows anything about museums you don't make any money through admission and that's you ain't going to be able to sustain the place you make it through interaction with the people that love what's in your museum and steve was a master at that you know his store having cool die casts and t-shirts having events there almost all the time and mike bringing clubs yeah, absolutely. And um, a lot of the clubs were part of the founding um, members, basically. And uh, Steve, um, you know, put our flags up all around the museum. Oh, yeah. So that was very, very nice. And uh, everybody's honored by that and gave us an extra flag to take back to the club to put in clubhouses or, you know, whatever we got back here um, in any of the local clubs areas. And uh, he made all the clubs feel special. And yeah, it was for the owners. That was the most important part. And having all the cars that are in there on display were all owned by Mustang owners. So super cool. And um, yeah, I was all definitely supportive of it from day one. Well, Ron, you must have known then from the very beginning that Steve Hall not only helped found this Mustang Owners Museum and get the thing not only off the ground and running, but 
reborn and re-energized almost every single week. But he's also the founder of National Mustang Day, because up until that day, those three words weren't put together for a national celebration of the Mustang and originally selling those window decals to help raise money to build a museum. But now Ford's globbed onto it. It's like a global Mustang Day and National Mustang Day is a thing now. Yep, that's uh, that's exactly right. And that's, you know, I mean, that just goes back to, you know, a lot of people would think about it and and say this would be cool, but Steve was a doer and he made the thing happen. You know, he, and, and you know, he sorted out a lot of stuff that wasn't worth moving forward with and took the stuff that was move, you know worth moving forward with and and made it happen and it it takes somebody skillful with business savvy and everything else to be able to to you know to to back the right um you know the right thing for that time yeah and and it was it was the time, you know, the, you know, for the museum, for National Mustang Day, you know, for, for just everything else that, you know, that, that Steve, uh, you know, put together. I mean, if, and if you stop and take a look, you know, Steve, uh, I believe it was the MCA 40th that he put together Mm -hmm. and where, where did the club have that at Indianapolis Motor Speedway? How many how many people are going to be able to pull something like that off for you know for a you know for a car club to yeah. to to be able to do it at at such an iconic place? Yep, that's you know he always shot for the moon, but I, to his credit, Ron he. When he uh, said after something, he went after it. And, you know, why some of those uh, those uh, pieces out of Ford uh, Product Design Center wound up in the museum, he developed relationships and he, he uh, treasured those relationships and valued them. And then not for himself. Ron, you know, from meeting so many collectors over your years with Mustangs Plus and being in the hobby and the MCA, that some Mustang people, especially the bigger collectors, are very parochial about where they get their stuff, who who gets to see their collection. Uh, they, they don't really share. Clubs, Mike can tell you, are very competitive. They don't want to do things together because you'll steal their members. It's people. It's very competitive. But for Steve, you know, to, to get into National Mustang Day, if you can't make it down here to the Mustang Owners Museum in, in Concord, well, then send me some information on what you're doing in your town, and I'll put it on my website. That's the Steve Hall way. Right. Right. He was he um he was just good at that and that's the that that's the thing that made it you know so great to be able to work with him and to be able to um you know to call him my friend and everything. I you know he stopped by my house um I want to say early August and look good and everything else I, I didn't even think anything about him being um as sick as he really was yeah 
it's it's a true loss for us. And Ron shocked a lot of us. Mike, you yeah. were saying we were going to start working with him on the next project, and then when I told you, you thought, "What?" I mean, that was yeah. The, I, it was, I was really looking forward to doing something with the International Council now, um, setting it up at the the Mustang Owners Museum when on uh, the sixth and the sixtieth, uh, Mike. Yeah, the 60th, yeah. You know? He, he was a big player, 40, 45, 50. I mean, I remember at the 45th, I was at uh, at um, Barber Motorsports Park. He was slinging T-shirts there, got me in his tent when I had my first book. And we That's had how I first met him. Yep. Uh, he, and, and Malali came to his tent. Uh, we had such a good time. And uh, he, you know, he always was looking for that next big thing down the road. But, Ron, he, he did tell me personally that you were uh, a key factor to giving him the support, not just um, for the museum, but all the efforts that he made during the, you guys worked together on the 50th and, you know, Team Mustang recognized your efforts, but you were a key player, Ron, and we, all of us listening and talking to you tonight and listening on the podcast, want to do thank you, Ron Bramlett, for all of your efforts to make uh, Steve believe in the museum and helping him make that happen. Well, thank you very much. Without Steve, um, it, it, wouldn't have happened because I did not have the the wherewithal within myself to you know to follow it through the way that he did and uh, you know I'm the first one that would give him you know the credit for being able to pull these things together and and you know do this stuff my my health shortly after we got started on it just got to the point where I couldn't travel and do the things that that was needed to be done. And if there was ever an Energizer bunny in our, you know, in the MCA or the Mustang world, it it had Steve Hall's face on it. Absolutely. I'll leave you to that. Uh, Ron Bramman, thank you so much for spending some time with Mike and I talking about a champion for the Mustang Owners Museum, for all Mustang owners out there, Steve Hall. We really appreciate your feedback. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it.